And what's going on, America? Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke, here with my heterosexual Jewish life partner, Josh, sitting right across the table from me. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. For those that don't know, Josh does support Trump. I'm a DeSantis guy myself. Let's go ahead and cut that music. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, My gosh. There's... What, what would you like to talk about today, Josh? What, what is there to talk about? There's just a spicy there's, morning. Spicy morning. Apparently, uh, Dan Bongino and I are now enemies. We're mortal enemies locked into mortal combat via Twitter. Um, I'm going to talk about that. And then last night's debates, more importantly, because there was a... Um, let's just not even kid ourselves. The GOP took some hard losses last night. But I, I'm not sitting here trying to scream at the sky and tell people like, oh my God, it's over, yada, yada, yada. It's not. Like, it, it, it's just not. I don't want people to get it in their mind that this is an end-all, be-all, it's over. No. Um, I I have repeatedly said this multiple times, that the GOP is going to go through a lot of changes. They're going to go through a lot of hits. We're going to take a lot of losses. What this forces the GOP and the voter base to do is really take a step back, show some introspect, and start figuring out ways to win these, these races. And I think, and I, I will say this from the bottom of my heart, and I feel like after last night's losses... I think we can all pretty much agree that the GOP chairwoman needs to resign. I feel like she has lost us so many elections. I feel like she is not the person that we need at the helm of this ship. Because quite honestly, uh, you know, just the fundraising, the the lack of ads, so much that just, you know, rests within her realm of responsibility. It's like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Um, I, I just, I, I see a lot of MAGA people calling for her to resign. And I'm going to be the one to say, to tell you this, I, I don't really take any satisfaction in saying it, but a lot of the DeSantis people have been saying, we told you so. We need you to listen. We've told you this. This woman is not serious. This is not a serious person. Now, I could take it a step further and ask, you know, who endorsed Rona? Who put her there? Are you listening, folks? Are you finally starting to wake up? MAGA, look, you're not my enemy. The cultists are the ones I cannot stand. You're still Republicans. I get it. But Ronna McDaniels needs to go. She needs to go. And that's another Trump pick. Of the Trump endorsements last night, they didn't fare well. They just didn't. Is Trump's endorsement the kiss of death? Well, in Iowa, with Cameron, it certainly didn't help. Iowa was a, was a swing state. So naturally, Trump's nomination of Cameron... You would think that, like, really, really put them out there, but not so much. A lot of people are watching the independents. Where are the independents going on a lot of these elections? Now, there's something that we talked about, like, when Roe v. Wade was overturned. I do have to caution Republicans and, and ask you, did you not think states were not going to take up the whole idea of states' rights and use it to their advantage? They're going to vote in favor of what they want. Now, I, I do want to bring up the abortion issue, and I thought this is a very, very, very good tweet Um And this is, of course, actually really true. And I need to give credit where credit is due. This is uh, coming to you from Jim James, James, James Yim, excuse me, on Twitter. And I didn't have enough time to research a lot of this stuff, but this guy is actually right on this one. In regards to the abortion issue, a lot of the GOP members right now are asking ourselves, is abortion the hill we want to die on? Well, clearly pro-life versus pro-choice, considering to be pro-life, is a very uh, conservative viewpoint to have. That's why it, it made people really scratch their heads when Trump came out and said, you know, 15 weeks, we can talk to liberals and we can concede, we can negotiate. It's like, well, then you're pro-choice. Let's just be honest with this. Now, 
people are saying, should the GOP shift course? My, my, my opinion on this one is no. I think the right to life is something that you go down fighting for no matter what. Abortion should not be used as a means of um, contraception. I'm sorry, it's just not. Murdering the unborn for your responsible or your irresponsible action, that's on you. This is a symptom of a higher issue of running to nanny state government, running it to be federal state, it doesn't matter. Running to government to sit there and save you from your actions. Now, of course, people will automatically take the single percentile of rape, incest, and make that the majority of their argumentative points. And that's clearly, that is clearly intellectually dishonest. That's not what I'm for. I do believe that someone that has been raped or incestual relations, I'm sorry, I know people aren't going to like this, but I do believe they should have the right to an abortion. And the reason for that is that was not a choice they themselves made. It was a choice forced upon them. Look, it's the same with Israel, Gaza thing. There's going to be no positive outcome here. It's choosing the, choosing the lesser of two evils. But I think a lot of GO people can actually concede to that. I think it's a fair thing. Now, if you're out there having sex unprotected and you get knocked up, I'm sorry. To sit there and say, I'm going to kill it. Well, now you're just shirking your responsibilities and running to nanny state government to try and back that play is the biggest reason why we have the issues we have today with government infringing upon your rights. Patriot Act 2.0 that we had McConnell endorse. More and more of this gets thrown in your face. COVID lockdowns, the vaccine mandates, things such as this. Save me, save me. Well, of course, government's going to be there. They want you to do this. They want to be that position in your life because the more that you run to them, the more they're going to infringe upon your rights. Benjamin Franklin, I've said it so many different times. Those that basically sacrifice freedom for security. Well, let's, let's modernize that statement now. Let's make it contemporary and say those that sacrifice freedom for security are going to have their rights stripped away. We're only doing it to protect you. Go back to my other point. Tennessee Governor Lee won by re-election by 32 points after signing, signing a total ban on abortion. Governor Stitt won re-election by 14 points after signing a total ban. Abbott, 11 points after a six-week ban. Kemp, eight points after a six-week ban. And DeSantis by 20 points after a 15-week ban. I think that was a five- or six-week ban. I don't think it was 15. Could be wrong on that one. I think abortion plays a key issue here, but I don't think it's the issue that is really sinking the GOP. We have to go back to the candidates. Are we actually putting out good candidates? I don't think we are. I really don't think we are. I think we can do better. Number one, the GOP, or number two, rather, the GOP has got no guiding light right now. We have no leadership. We are very, very divided. Very divided. Now, you can blame whoever you want to on this one. But I think people need to start waking up and realizing that until we fix what is broken, this is going to continue to happen. I am honestly worried that 2024, it's going to go to the left. I, I, I really don't see the GOP, as fractured as it is, fixing itself anytime soon. I think 2028 will be the time when the GOP makes a massive comeback. I'm speculating here. I'm, don't take me as gospel. I'm just speculating here. I hope I'm wrong, folks. I God, I hope I'm wrong. But 2024, we'll see what happens because now we have tonight's debates. And I think the biggest highlight now is going to be who can beat the left. Can it be Trump or can it be Biden? Or, uh, Bi oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's Biden. Biden would run against himself. The guy's so out there. And it's not going to be Biden. It's going to be Newsom. It will be Newsom. Can Trump beat Newsom or can DeSantis beat Newsom? The question now falls under the GOP. Who do we get behind? Trump or DeSantis? That's the biggest question right there. Now, for many of you listening that say, John, I like DeSantis' policies. I like what he's done. I like what he stood for. My question to you, or rather my suggestion is, if you favor DeSantis and you think he's not a bad guy, and you think Trump, you're, the reason you're not going to vote for him is because Trump's got it in the bag, why not vote DeSantis? 
And if DeSantis doesn't get it and Trump gets the nomination, then vote for Trump. I, I don't see how you can lose on that. I, I'm being genuine here. If, if you are a Republican that wants to support Trump, you're not my enemy. I, I certainly don't know. I, I understand why Josh is going to vote for him. I get it. The economy was great. I understand that. I was like, but if we can sit there and say, look, do we think DeSantis is capable? And many Republicans that are voting for Trump will say, yes, I do. I just don't think it's his time or I think Trump's already got it in the bag. Again, my question is vote for DeSantis in the primaries if you can. And then if he doesn't get it, vote for Trump. I, I think that's a fair analysis. But that's going to be... Um, What's on the table in tonight's debates? I'm wondering if the abortion question is going to get thrown in there, and I'm wondering where the candidate because this could be this could be a make or break decision on some of these candidates up there. Like I hope that the moderators actually ask them the abortion question because I already know Nikki Haley is pro-choice. When she came out there and said that you know women's body blah 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 and started spitting off that that liberal rhetoric, it's like you are going to lose a lot of support on that one. Yeah, I think Ohio. Their decisions last. That's what they wanted. Yeah, they that's, that's what, what the wanted. people wanted. Yeah, yeah, they wanted abortion up mm-hmm. until birth, and they want to get high while doing it. And I, I, for me, I'm all in favor <laughs> of legalizing weed. Absolutely, yeah, and the boomers yeah. out there that will sit there and argue with you until they're blue in the face will say it's like, well, weed is a gateway because after that you're gonna be smoking crack behind Waffle House. Like, really? Because then you'll go home and drink a six pack, destroy your liver. Meanwhile, I just want to like take a gummy from ShellshockCBD.com, no less, and just get high. And that somehow is too much. Now, look, I understand that. Well, you know what? I don't want to go down this road. There's much more important things to talk about. Good for Ohio. Glad you did it. But of course, you know what comes next is the government's going to come in there and tax the hell out of it. Make it so regulatory that it makes it impossible for the little man to break into there because the consumerist market, you know, it it should always be a very competitive consumer market. But when you come in there and the government goes in there to regulate and they favor the large scale, like here in Texas, oil money, good luck. Good luck coming up with $7,500 just to apply and then three quarters of a million just to get your license to sell. It's ridiculous. The only thing it's going to do is empower the cartels to push more marijuana up into these states that legalize it. Yep. Because if you buy it on the streets, you yep. don't have to worry about paying taxes on How it. about and that war on drugs, Josh? How about that war yeah. on drugs? Worked hey, out so well works? for us. See how yeah. that works? Government comes in. It's like, we'll it's like the... We'll just tax it, okay? <laughs> yeah. Here, you we'll just tax the hell out of it, and it just should just fix everything. Yeah. Really? It's not going to fix it. I mean, at least you're not going to get picked up by how cool would that be? 10 years in jail. How cool would that be if we had like a tea party, but with weed? We're like throwing the government tax yeah. weed into the harbor. We'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Hold, hold on. We could smoke that. <laughs> we're, not, we're not throwing that. Uh, and to all my Republican friends that are tuning in, if you don't like where my stance is on weed, I'm sorry, although I'm not. It's, it's your freedom to choose. That's liberty. <clears throat> No, I don't want it sold to kids. No, it's not It's not the point that I'm trying to make. Oh, my gosh. Hey, if you're watching on Rumble, appreciate you being here. Hit that follow button, that like button. If you're watching on Twitter, hit that retweet. Dan Bongino. Oh, boy. Do I even want to address this? I didn't see that coming. Neither did I. Dan, if you're listening, apparently Dan and I are now mortal enemies. Um, Dan, here's the thing. There was a There's another Rumble streamer, Shannon something. I forgot. I just, I just saw her last night. And how many times, folks, on this show have I told you about Rumble clearly favoriting certain channels and making them in that highlight? I mean, this is the thing. I've got streams upon streams of the last two years of accurate anecdotal evidence showcasing that certain big names get favored on this, 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 uh, this platform. This is, you can see it literally every day. So this woman, Shannon, I would love to have her on the show, and I think she also streams on Rumble, says that, look, 
and I'm paraphrasing, it seems as if they are favoriting certain voices and suppressing other voices, specifically pro-DeSantis. I'm not necessarily saying that, but I am saying they are favoriting the MAGA voices heavily. And I'm not saying censorship. I'm not saying suppression. I'm saying the algorithms seem to really promote, especially in the highlighted portions, MAGA people. Now, the thing is, here's my beef. This woman suggested this to Dan Bongino, and he just literally comes out there and just straight up calls her a cowardly piece of trash, yada, yada, yada. Dan, this woman is on your side. She's actually helping the platform that you've invested in grow. I said the same thing. I said, Rumble is in bed with Trump. Let's not even kid ourselves. Why? Rumble's partner with True Social. And people are like, oh, that's BS. Well, when Shellshock tried to run ads, remember that? Yeah. Who do we have to run ads through, Josh? Who do we have to run ads through? (gasps) Rumble and True Social. They were linked. There's a deal there. Come on. And then Dan Bongino threatens to sue this woman for having an opinion, and he calls it libel and slander. Okay, fair enough. But you sit there, and the whole premise behind your platform that you're an investor in, I mean, you're not the CEO of it, but you are the face of it, partially. But you you sit there, and you promote free speech, and then you threaten to sue her for having an opinion that is not rooted in the idea of, of trying to slander you or trying to belittle It's a simple objective criticism. And the fact that you respond in such a manner that you literally just start the ad hom attacks versus sitting there and say, you know what? I see you have concerns. DM me and let's talk because I want to hear this. And here's the thing, Dan. I doubt you'll watch this. I mean, you love tweeting at me and making veiled threats, which again, unless you've got an RPG in your back pocket, you don't scare me. A lot of you types out there, you block me like crazy. You run from me. You will not engage in debate. And there's a reason for that. Sobasex, the freaking uh, Dranos, the rest of these morons, you won't engage with me. Dan, if you want to have a conversation, slip into my DMs. I will treat you like a grown-ass man. I would love to have a conversation on this one. But if you go ad hom, if you start making threats about, you know, don't you don't understand it and it's not going to end well for you. Dan, I have slung more lead downrange than you dressed in a suit that were trained to take a bullet. I was trained to shoot a bullet. You don't fucking scare me and you never will. Now, if you choose to ban me on Rumble, I'll be like Obi-Wan and I'll come back even stronger and people will see you for what you're trying to do. There was no need for the insults. None. We can talk about this like rational adults because if these criticisms are true, why not have a discussion? Why not make Rumble a better platform for all voices? Because the thing that scares me, Dan, that I don't think you realize, I don't want to see Rumble turn into Truth Social. Truth Social is nothing but a Trump echo chamber, and it is failing. It's failed. It's dead. Nobody uses Truth Social anymore. But people do see what Rumble is capable of. I will give you kudos. At least it is still one platform where they don't censor. They don't sit there and ban people for having a contrary opinion. And that's the reason that many of us are so passionate about this, Dan. We want to see Rumble succeed. But if a lot of the people out there feel like there is not accurate representation or there's at least a clear slanted bias of favoritism towards a certain political group, shouldn't that be addressed to make it a better platform? I think it would as a business owner. I think it's, it's, it's totally a, a great conversation to have. Now, I'm not going to pull up the tweets. I retweeted them, Dan. It does not make you look good whatsoever. I am offering you an olive branch here. Let's talk. And here's the thing, Dan. If you prove me wrong, 
I will put my my ego in my back pocket and say, hey guys, Dan's actually right. Maybe just more fever, more people favor from Trump's camp favor rumble. Potentially. I think it's a part of that. But I also think when the spotlights are the same people over and over and over again, I mean, what am I led to believe? Don't you want diversity of thought and opinion? I think that's a great thing for a platform to have. All right, I'm going to end it there. Dan, I don't hate you. You're not my enemy. We're technically on the same side here. The infighting is stupid. But I think of steel sharpens steel. Let's make Rumble better. Let's get more DeSantis people here. Let's get more diverse opinions. I would love to see. Here's the other thing. I would love to see Democrats on this platform. I want to see liberals on this platform. Why? Because then you are really taking the fight to the likes of YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, because it's too easy to have an echo chamber of just nothing but Republican voices over here. That's too, that's easy. Get the opposing side to come over and make it a platform that says you're not going to be banned for not agreeing with Trump. You're not going to be banned for not agreeing with DeSantis or, or even the CEO. You can have a platform here that is safe from being banned and you can say whatever the hell that you want to say. I think that is a great, great business model. And Dan, I'm a business owner. I'm a businessman. I get it. You're passionate about it. I get it. I would be, when people come at shell shock, I'm passionate because I work for this. We've, we've invested blood, sweat, and tears in this company. So when people come at me sideways and it's unjust and you know the difference between somebody coming with a legitimate objective criticism versus someone's just trying to slander you, there is a stark difference. And the fact that you couldn't tell the difference, bro, I think you were reacting at a clear emotion and passion. I recognize that. I have that myself. But you got to learn when to reel it in, man. You got to learn when to reel it in. So there's your olive branch, Dan. You want to talk? My DMs are open. We can sit down man-to-man, have a discussion, and at least hear the voices of the concerns from people that have actually built your platform. Dan responded with one saying that, you know, I've given you a platform. You didn't give us anything, sir. You didn't give us anything. We brought our followings to your platform. We built your platform up. We advertised for your platform. You need us more than we need you. You should remember that, Dan. Don't sit there and posture and position yourself as if you did us any solid favors. Because Dan, at the end of the day, you're making really good money. You're making really good money. Maybe consider that. Maybe consider that. Next time you want to sit there and and posture as if you did us any favors. I'm not knocking it. But God's sakes, man. Anyway, moving on. Had to address that. Had to address it. It escalated quickly. I didn't want to, but everybody was kind of like, what the hell is going on, Bongino? I was like, I never, I don't listen to the guy's content, but I don't consume anybody's content. But still, it's like, when I saw last night, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Calling this woman a cowardly piece of trash. Like, and she's not even a liberal. Like, if it's a liberal, it's like, ah. (laughs) They have them, like, especially with their, like, purple hair, like, septum ring, really overweight. It's like, ah, you had that one coming. I know that's hypocritical of me to say, but come on, let's all admit the truth on that one. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And the tweet, follow me on Twitter at JohnBurke39. I'm surprised I haven't been banned yet. I'm up to like 11,000 followers. So we're growing again, Savage Army. It's what I'm talking about. But anyway, this episode is brought to you by ShellshockCBD.com. Hey, tonight for the debates, we're going to be offering you code, uh, probably debate again for 20% off just for today. Today, it's not active yet. We're going to get to it. ShellshockCBD.com. Look, 
You want to support voices. You want to support Josh and I's voice. We encourage you to do it. Go to shellshockcbd.com. Check out the great selection of CBD, Delta 8, Delta 9 products, products to help you sleep, products for pain management, a whole plethora, a whole plethora of products out there for you to check out. And every single one of our products comes with a 100% money back guarantee. If it does not do what we claim it to do, I will give you your money back. You see, that's just good business, folks. That's how much we believe in Shell Shock. And it's because of you, we are so successful and we continue to be the nation's largest veteran-owned CBD brand out there. We are incredibly grateful and love you and appreciate you for all the support you've shown us throughout the years. Please continue to do so. Don't forget tonight, the debates. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. In the wake of uh, a lot of these these losses we've taken, I'm wondering if the line of questioning is now going to shift. Uh, shift to... Uh, more important issues, we'll see. Is, is it Hannity hosting it tonight? I don't even... I'm, I hope not. I'm not super excited about it. <laughs> Hannity just oh, loves yeah. to hear himself talk. It's like, all right, we're going to debate or we're going to interview this guy, but I'm going to talk for 15 minutes, you talk for three. It's like, mm, it's, not a, it's not an interview, Hannity. It's, yeah. <laughs> and Hannity's also a Trump ass kisser, so it's kind of like, eh, whatever. Hit that follow button, guys. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> Hannity is just, I don't know. No, 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 no. It's MSNBC is hosting it tonight, aren't they? As like a panel of leftists, I think. I feel like there it's always a panel of leftists, no right? matter who it is. Yeah. But, you know, at the same point, though, at the same point, that's kind of good because they're going to ask the questions that are rooted in leftism, and I want to see what those candidates have to say about it. Why do you hate black people? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate the Mexicans? And you're like, what? I just like deporting them. Who do you ah, hate more? The black people are Mexicans. Blacks are Mexicans. Who do you hate more? I'm uh, not We'll see. Hopefully they ask the serious questions. Uh, in tonight's debate, let's uh, hold on. Let's get into it. We've got uh, we've got DeSantis. We've got Nikki Haley. We've got Vivek Ramaswamy. we got Chris Christie. And who's that third? Who's the fifth? Excuse me. Um, is it Asa Hutchinson? I think. Is he still in it? Asa Hutchinson? Is he? Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's like, dude, come on. Come on. Pets dropped out. He's, you know, he. I, I like what he has to say. Asa Hutchinson? Yeah. And, and the other guy, the uh, the one Doug, prior to him. Doug? That, yeah. They, Doug was actually saying a lot Doug. of things in the second debates that I was like, this dude's actually on the money. He just doesn't have the, I guess, popularity. You know, he doesn't have the charisma. But then again, and oh my God, here we go. I'm going to get it. But neither does DeSantis. DeSantis does not have charisma. I'm he sorry. Freezes up he's, there. he's picking up. He's getting more into the, the, the fighting mode. But I'm sorry. Sometimes DeSantis just comes off like he did better, just like in those little press conferences he does, where yeah. he would call out the reporters yeah. who would talk shit to him. But DeSantis at the but same time, though, like he's like, "Is everybody looking at my boots?" <laughs> <laughs> the boots thing just is an indicator of how stupid these runoffs are. If I was we are, him, we are so big platform shoes. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Like, well, DeSantis came out against Trump. Said, "If you debate me, I'll wear a boot on my head." And I was like, yeah. And then he even said, like, Trump doesn't have the balls. That's a DeSantis I want to see. That's a DeSantis that MAGA can respect because MAGA is so accustomed to Trump saying stuff like that that basically says, if you come at me, I'm going to wreck you. And I think that's what MAGA is so accustomed to. I want to see a leader like that as well. But I have seen DeSantis hold his own, though. Tonight, watch for Nikki Haley to really go after DeSantis. And she really stuck her foot in her mouth when she talked about how DeSantis banned fracking. Where did he? Where was it banned? It wasn't DeSantis. That was the state. The state came together and voted, the legislature. Where did they ban it? In the Everglades, Nikki. In the Everglades. Are you, you want to drill in the Everglades? Are you really that stupid? Do you know how the whole thing works? Do, do you get it? I don't think you do. But she's made this whole big ad thing, which clearly, this is the same woman that sided with Disney against DeSantis, sided with the Marxists 
over DeSantis. The same the same group of people that DeSantis has taken on and won. The same group that Trump has taken donor money from and sided with against DeSantis. I'm sorry. We can be in disagreement politically. I can disagree with MAGA politically, but I am not going to side with Democrats just because I hate you or I don't like you or we disagree. I should rephrase that. I will never side with the left over my own. I'll side with who is right. That's fair enough. But what Nikki Haley did was reprehensible. Reprehensible. Why? Disgusting. Disgusting. These, and it's, it's not so simplistic as, oh, we just hate Disney. This is a place where children go to, and you've got the degeneracy of the LGBTQ pushed down their throat nonstop. The disgusting tactics are there nonstop. And you want to side with these people just to get ahead politically? See, we got, it's Chris Christie, DeSantis, Nikki Haley. Vivek. Yeah, Vivek, Tim Scott. Oh. And I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. Asa is the one that dropped out. I, Asa, Doug, yeah. Pence. I Tim mean, Scott's still in it? Yeah, he should drop out. Yeah. Obviously, Chris Christie. Chris Christie, I have said this. I've, <laughs> Chris Christie is strictly there to run interference for DeSantis and attack Trump. Again, I, I called this from day one. Christie's not a serious candidate, but he knows yeah. he's getting in there. And he's hoping, I think he's hoping that DeSantis wins. But if DeSantis does win, you should not pick Chris Christie as your VP. Please, for the love of God, don't do that. Do not do that. Yeah, he's just... No. Uh, you, no. He just doesn't look like a good person, like someone well, you'd want in charge of anything. Uh, yeah. Chris Christie doesn't exactly have the greatest track record out there, but he's not somebody I would consider a serious VP. And, you know, people are talking... should be working in government at all. He's like a, a just a regular scumbag politician. Look yeah. at him. He took his whole family to the beach yeah. while he shut it down for yeah. everybody else. I agree. He's, and shut down yeah. the Washington Bridge. And New- but, it, but every tool has its purpose, Josh. Every yeah, tool has yeah. its purpose. <laughs> <laughs> every tool has Chris, its purpose. Chris is just there to... Up here. Love it, love it <laughs> at this guy. I think Chris is there. He's doing a good job trying to belt Trump. That's that's all his purpose is to do. Like a sausage while he's up there. <laughs> I, I see Christie as being the type of guy that he'll he'll wear boots on that stage tonight. I could see it. I don't know. But uh, Nikki Haley, I think, is going to go hard for DeSantis tonight. I really do because at this point, once Christie and Tom drop out, it's a race for president and VP. That's what it turns into. Vivek and Nikki. Oh, this is going to be good because. They're going to turn on each other eventually. They're, I mean, Vivek pretty much already did in the first debate. You know, I, I called this one as well. He came out swinging for the fences on every single candidate. Debate number two, what do they do? They dogpiled that guy and shut him the hell up. Vivek is nowhere now. His funding, his Q3 or Q4 funding was just horrific, like hor- horrific, just atrocious. But like he's not viral anymore. Nobody's listening to him anymore. I'm kind of interested to see what happens with him tonight. I think we'll see. I think he's he's going to decide whether or not he moves forward. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's kind of like American Idol. Like who's getting voted off the island? Yeah, or, uh, or Survivor. Excuse me. I, I or American Grit. Or American Grit. Oh, don't even start with that. <laughs> I was on American Grit season two. For those that don't know, blue team. Should've blue won. team should have won. Wrong we did it the right lost. way. We did it the right way. Oh, that burned me when Grady got that uh, hosting position on uh, Forge and Fire. I flew up there for that interview to go do the hosting thing. They were like. We're going to go with somebody else. And it was Grady. It's like, you son of a bitch. But all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. So here we are. I mean, 
I'm glad it didn't work out for you. Buddy. I was about to say, imagine had it not worked out where you and I would be right now. This, yeah. this would not have happened. Yeah. Thank God for unanswered prayer sometimes, man. Now, if we could just get you to vote DeSantis, you schmuck. <laughs> get you back on that Trump drain. <laughs> get on that orange Cheeto dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Start you see, Dan, I'm not a complete asshole. Start making some real money. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I was actually really excited to go do that because um, the whole forging knives, that was so cool to me. It was, that was so cool. cool. It was, I watched that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's badass. No lie. I mean, hey, congrats to Grady. I don't hate Grady. Grady's actually probably a good dude for all I know, you know. Um, but congrats to him. I'm glad he got it. Um, but the show in and of itself, really cool. Yeah. Really cool to sit there and see these, these very talented blacksmiths just forging out these amazing weapons. It's like, dude, good for you. Like, yeah. that is a... That is a uh, it seems like it's kind of a dying skill to a degree, or a dying art, rather. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm off on that. I don't know. But uh, it kind of feels that way. But anyway, hey, we're taking your calls today. The number is 214-817-1689. You can call in. You got an opinion that goes contrary to ours. You want to hear yourself complain, whatever. Hey, we're taking all of your calls today. Uh, it'd be good to actually hear from some of y'all. All right, let's get into the news, folks. Right off the bat, um, vacate her. Republicans call on Ronna McDaniels to resign following Tuesday's elections. Let's do it. We got calls already. Let's just make it happen. Appreciate you guys. As long as you don't drop the ball and hang up on them. You sure? <laughs> Yellow. Hey, John, I got a question for you. What you got, man? I know you're not really big with, I know you're not big on Trump. What if for some reason, and either way, either, either Trump is president, DeSantis vice president or vice versa. Uh-huh. Where do you think that would land us? Oh, man, you know, I'm not the type to never say never. I just don't see those two patching it up. I don't. I mean, do you see do you see Trump asking him to be VP? Because, I mean, normally uh, the people that are polling really high, except unless you're Joe Biden, you want to pick an intersectional black woman to be your VP. And we all know the reasoning behind that. I mean, normally you you would normally bring on the person that's that's bringing a lot of energy with them. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm never going to say never say never. If we had a Trump DeSantis ticket or a DeSantis Trump ticket. You know, I don't know. I I think it just depends on who's taking the lead because number one, Trump is a very, very A-type personality. Um, Trump would never be DeSantis's VP. That's never going to happen. He he would, he would, no, absolutely not. Can you, can you stop that beeping there? Uh, That's it. I'm getting a professional producer in here right now. (laughs) Uh, Do we hang up on him? No, he's still Okay, yeah. no, I'm still here. Okay, no, I don't think Trump would ever be DeSantis' VP. The only the only way I could see that turning out is if Trump asked DeSantis to be his VP. You'd have to ask DeSantis on that one. How would that turn out for us? Uh, yeah, I don't know, because I think the question comes in, can they, can they beat Newsom? There's a lot of name-calling in the 2016 oh, yeah, debates course, yeah. as well, yeah. and that seemed to be water under the bridge once Trump became president. Yeah. I mean, everybody kind of came together there. Our, some True. people did. Or Some at least people, the ones yeah. he made fun. I mean, him and Rand Paul got along. Yeah. Rand Paul ugly. Same with Ted Cruz. Called his I, wife ugly. But I just have to see the, the recent picks and the things that Trump has done. I think the GOP, a lot of people outside of MAGA have lost all faith in him. Uh, just like we've lost faith in uh, Ron McDaniel. So I, I don't know, man. I can't tell you. I mean, it certainly wouldn't be the worst option. I mean, <laughs> we could I mean, we could I, have I we could have worse candidates worse, running. But yeah, yeah. If those, because to me, those are the two the two best options we've got on that side. There's really not a good option, in my opinion. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., he's... Oh, yeah. Uh, Did you see what he just tweeted out? Did you see like that? Did you see you tweeted against free speech? I don't, 
We're I did R- not. I RFK is done. Not on Twitter, yeah. So. No, you get on Twitter. I'm telling you, folks. And thank you for your call, dude. Appreciate that. Look, I, I, I don't normally simp for social media, but Twitter is where it's at right now. You got to go over there, stay in the know, because that's where these politicians are actually tweeting out from. See what they have to say firsthand. Because when I go post stuff on Instagram, it's coming from Twitter. These people are not saying the same stuff on Instagram. RFK came out there and basically advocated for campuses to crack down on anti-Semitism and all this other stuff. It's like, you know, free speech is free speech. I mean, you, you don't have to like it, but RFK, he, he put the nail in the coffin. He lost actually a lot of field operatives on that when they, they turned in their resignations. They're like, we're done with this. We're not campaigning did, for you. Did you hear him talking about the electric grid? No. Uh-uh. Like putting together this electric grid. He's like, it won't even cost that much money. It's like $240 million. And they'd be able to shut your electric off whenever they want for like 15 minutes to try to conserve it. But they they would have control yeah, over your power. Like, exactly. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea to you. <laughs> what do you say to that? It's like the problem is that a lot of these people out there try and have the best of intentions. What their optics fail them in is that you don't see how this could be used to manipulate against or be manipulated to use, be used against you yeah. by the government. Because, folks, uh, we've seen it done. Patriot many, Act. Many, yeah, many different times. We've seen it repeatedly done. Thomas Massey is talking about uh, he tried to make an amendment to a bill that failed where they are trying to pass a, a power switch, a master switch for cars made after 2026 that if you're driving recklessly or whatever, they can shut it down. And I'm sitting there, and there was, like, a lot of GOP members that voted in favor of this. And I'm like, look, there is technology that, say, for example, you were a previously drunk driver, previous drunk driver, and you were charged on this, that you have the breathalyzer and stuff. Like, they have the technology. But now when people sit there and say, like, oh, well, you know, it's going to prevent a lot of bad things. But who is at the helm and controlling yeah. this? Yeah, they well, can shut you jail, down. We could stop crime. So. Guys, this is one of those things that's just like, imagine if you oppose the government for whatever reason. Case in point, Canada during the trucker protest. What do they do? You froze their bank accounts. You arrested them. Justin Trudeau should have been dragged out and hung for that. Yeah. Dragged through the streets and hung for that. You sit there and you try to go after protesters. Now, folks, that's what the snow Mexicans up north. eh? That's them. I think they are moderate in comparison to what our own government would do. And if you don't like the snow Mexican joke, I don't really don't care. It's funny. Laugh, you clowns. It's funny. It is funny. You think our own government wouldn't utilize those same methods against you? You've got another thing coming. You've got another thing coming. The more power you give to them, the more power you give to the federalized government, they're not going to come out there and just say, like, well, we're going to do this because we just don't like you. It's always with the best of intentions they infringe. And that's how people swallow these pills hook, line, and sinker. You take the bait every single time. Why? Well, it's to prevent such and such from happening. We, we create grants and scholarships to favor certain universities to, operate or to, to bring up the lower economic class through education. What happens? Academia tuition costs go through the freaking roof. Healthcare, no different. At the, at the head of this, it is always federal government interventionism. And people, again, they keep falling for this. They keep going down the rabbit hole. How many times do you have to get punched in the face by the federal government before you wake up and say, wait a minute, maybe the problem is me, you know? When, like, this woman that dates a series of bad dudes, it's like the Taylor Swift effect. Maybe you're the problem. I don't know. All right, let's get to the news. Um, 
Uh, Republicans across social media are calling on Republican National Committee RNC Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel to resign following Tuesday's evening's elections, which saw a major GOP loss in Kentucky. Republicans experienced a mixed night as Democrats scored victories in Kentucky, reelecting go- Democrat Governor Ashley uh, Andy, excuse me, uh, Andy Beshearer. But always remember, folks, when I'm, when we're covering this, the incumbent usually has the advantage. Just remember that I'm not sitting here and trying to go nuclear with you. It's like, oh, the sky is falling. The incumbent normally, case in point, Mississippi, they retained uh, uh, his, his governorship. Again, same thing there. So please don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to scare you, but I, I do want to focus on what's going on right now because the GOP chairwoman, she needs to go. She needs to go. That needs to be the first move the GOP makes. Get her out of there. And here's the thing. Do not replace her with a Trump loyalist. Do not replace her with a DeSantis loyalist. You see, I'm playing both sides. Replace her with a constitutional loyalist. And that way, all sides should be appeased. I don't want someone in there that's going to be a DeSantis shell. I don't want somebody in there that's going to be a Trump shell. I want somebody in there that's going to unite the party and make smart decisions. Andy Beshear over Trump backed candidate Daniel Cameron. Uh, And again, um, people are making the argument. I've got Daniel Cameron on here. I want to talk about him here in a second. But as well as the Virginia and Ohio, Democrats took control of the General Assembly in Virginia. Um, uh, We got that with uh, Yunkin and the rest of them. You know, he didn't lose anything. He lost control of the House, or excuse me, the Senate, or uh, the State Congress, but he didn't lose. I just want to make that very clear there. Now he's on an uphill battle. Don't get me wrong. Now you're kind of like outnumbered, which is not a good thing, but still. Um, uh, so kind of like the uh, Kentucky governor? Say again? Kind of like the uh, Kentucky governor? Yeah. Yep. Uh, as well as Virginia and Ohio. Okay, Democrats took control of the General Assembly in Virginia while pro-abortion activists won in Ohio as Ohioans passed issue one, codifying the supposed right to murder an unborn child in the state's constitution. Folks, here's the deal. I don't like the outcome. But how many Republicans were sitting there screaming and accepting of the Roe v. Wade being overturned and kicked back down to the states? Ohio's a swing state. It can go either way. You can't be shocked. And here's the thing. If that's what the people want, that's democracy in action. I don't agree with it. But I think Republicans need to come to the understanding of, look, we don't stop this fight for life. I don't think we should. But at the same time, we have to understand it's kind of like with gay marriage. I don't agree with it. I'm not going to go marry you, dude. I don't agree with abortion. I'm just not going to have an abortion. Uh, I am not saying to concede that fight, but I am saying that don't give up. Don't give up the fight on this. I don't think abortion is a losing cause. Trump has said it is. I don't think so. Because again, the list and examples we've given there between Abbott and the rest of them, DeSantis as well, because what did they do beyond that? It wasn't just abortion. They flipped those areas. DeSantis flipped a lot of those uh, purple areas, hardcore red. Why? I don't think it's because of abortion. The kid issue, the Marxist agenda, the don't say gay, all this other stuff, that brought a lot of people together. Even independent mothers are like, eh, no, no, not going in favor of this. Culture has to be fought. I mean, can we all at least agree that culture, and when I say culture, I'm talking about this Marxist agenda, the the trans agenda, the insanity of the CRT, them trying to weaponize every single federally backed institution to program these kids into being future liberals needs to come to an end. It needs to come to an end. Uh, let's keep going. However, it was not all bad news for Republicans as incumbent Republican Governor Tate Reeves won re-election in Mississippi and Republican Jay Ruiz won the mayoral race in Manchester, New Hampshire. Now, here's the thing, though. Mississippi's a red state. 
Go look at the stats of how close he won. Let me pull it up for you real quick. Here we go. Um, Tate Reeves, Republican wins governor race in Mississippi uh, by 406,999,000 000 votes, according or against Brandon Presley, Democrat nominee, for 370,000. 51.6%. Brandon Priestley won 47%. And Gwendolyn Gray, independent, won 1.4%. That's a close race. That's a close race in a red state. Folks, I'm telling you, <laughs> we don't give up. Don't stop voting. Don't stop voting. Don't sit there and expect everybody else to turn out, get out there and vote. It matters. Glad to see he pulled it off. He retains his gubernatorial positioning. Um, and Republican Jay Ruiz won the mayoral race in Manchester, New Hampshire, a rather, a rather significant surprise. So we are taking losses in certain areas and wins in other areas that we didn't foresee happening, but that's a good thing. Um, Oh, uh, you remember the porn lady running for Democrat or running for, uh, well, I forget her name. Um, Susan, Susanna Gibson. Well, I guess now the news is she lost in a tight Virginia house race. Let me get the article here. I didn't stay up to watch this. I was too busy arguing with Bongino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Hopefully read the article. Uh, porn streamer Democrat Susanna Gibson loses in tight Virginia House race. Good to see. Good to see. Democrat Susanna Gibson, the nurse and porn streamer who ran for a House seat in Virginia, lost in a tie race to Republican Dave Owens by less than a thousand votes on Tuesday night. She was the OnlyFans? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Or not OnlyFans. I think she actually did like live porn where people could like tune in and pay to see her and her husband boink each other. Isn't that OnlyFans? No, this is like a live website. Like, really? like web webcamming, I think they call it. It's webcamming. OnlyFans where you post all your nudes and stuff and pretend like you're not a whore. So I massive. Hear, so. I mean, these people are like openly whores. The other one's like, I'm not a whore, but look at my whore stuff. So it's a little different. So hey, do what you want. I don't care. I'm just not going to do it. But still, it's, it's, it's a massive red flag when the culture is accepting of something like that and saying that's empowering women. Hey, don't sexualize <laughs> me, but look at my OnlyFans. Did you see Alex Stein? In that uh, Twitter space? No. Oh, God. He went after a, a porn star on that. You have to watch Stop. it. Yeah. He went after a porn star? He kept calling her a whore. And... <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Stein is a different breed, dude. Stein yeah. is like, I, I appreciate the fact the last time he had me on a show, we actually had a really good discussion. I appreciate that. But Stein is high energy. Matter of fact, a friend of the show, Heidi, who's been on the show before, um, she's actually going on a show today, I think. Oh, really? So, yeah, I was like, brace yourself. <laughs> brace yourself. He's different, man. He's different. He's a good dude, though. You have to, I'll have to send it to you. It's I initially pretty, didn't really care funny. too much for him. I was just kind of like, I don't know. But meeting him, um, he's really he's a really nice, humble dude. But he is, he, is, uh, he is about trolling. That's his life, man. He's all about the troll life, which, God bless him. Him and his, uh, his big booty Latina. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Fair enough. Um, Gibson was outed mid race as a porn streamer who performed live sex acts with her husband for tips. Uh, I'm sure she got a lot of tips. <laughs> hey, yo. Up until she was endorsed by a number of Virginia Democrats, including former CIA Re officer Reber, uh, representative Abigail Spanberger, Democrat out of Virginia, who had posted a photo of herself with Gibson on X. That post was later deleted. Uh, immediately after news of the sex scandal broke, Democrats stayed mom on whether they were still supported her or not. Well, they're not going to come out there and say it. Like, oh, we endorsed the wrong, we endorsed the porn star. Crap. Well, you know what? Let's just not say anything and just let it go. So, yeah. I don't know, folks. We'll see. 
We'll see. Next in the news, um, or let's keep going with the Ron McDaniels. Nevertheless, while some anti-Trump Republicans, including former Arkansas Governor Ace Hutchinson's, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie and Ron DeSantis influencers, are blaming the loss on former President Donald Trump, and many Republicans are pointing directly to Ron McDaniel, demanding her resignation. Um, what exactly does Ronna McDaniel do besides lose? The only thing that she could do is resign effective immediately, Monica Crowley remarked over on the Twitterverse. Gateway Pundit described McDaniels as totally useless, adding that she should resign following tonight's general election results. She has done nothing to this day to secure our elections from voter fraud, registration fraud, and mail-in ballot fraud, the outlet added. Well, also, who supported said... Um, ways of committing fraud. What was the CARES Act about? Anything on that one? No, we won't talk about that. But John Solomon and Steve Bannon, of course, of course, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon is such a Trump shill. Why Trump pardoned him and not Assange or Snowden is beyond me. Is beyond, I have said that so many times on the show. That's another big reason why I just do not and I cannot support Donald Trump. You keep picking the dumbest people to surround yourself with. You pardon Steve Bannon. Border wall extraordinaire. Of course, Bannon's going to simp for freaking Ronna McDaniel. She's Trump's pick. Do you not see, folks? Do you not understand now how that when you can't counter the king, nothing's going to get done to better the, the outcomes or the likelihood of winning elections? That's the issue here. Both John Solomon and Steve Bannon made waves with their discussion of a McDaniel, and others joined in criticizing her leadership or lack thereof. Um, I'm Well, if Bannon's criticizing her, color me shocked. Good for you. I will concede to that fact, but I would be shocked. Um, even, even Laura Loomer, even crazy Laura Loomer, Looney Loomer, she's out there like just punching the air and she even attacked Yunkin. She threatened Yunkin on her little Twitter of bought followers saying that wouldn't it be a shame if people, you know, cause she thought that Yunkin was trying to set himself up for a presidential run. Cause he's the new rising star in the GOP. And said, wouldn't it be a shame if voters didn't turn out and Yunkin lost that election? And, you know, he basically, the outcome we had now. Loomer endorsed this. Loomer is the enemy of Republicans. Because anyone that is not in favor of Donald Trump is her enemy. Loomer is going to cost MAGA a lot of elections. Case in point, what's going on right now? This woman is just like, she is cancer. And the reason that Trump keeps her around, can anybody answer that? She bends down and she kisses the ring. Yeah, I saw uh, even DC Drano saying that Dude, calling for her to Drano will <laughs> Drano watches the response. There's a reason Drano will not debate me, and he blocks me. Drano watches just like Drano, just like Sobasek, just a lot of these turning point grifter types. They watch which direction the wind is blowing. So, because before they had nothing to say, nothing, no criticism. She should have been out after 2020 because Trump picked her. Trump endorsed her, and how dare you go against what the king wants? But then, when you start to see the favoritism slowly start to drain, and you see the support quickly losing, and then the overwhelming majority of people are screaming with pitchforks, well, then Drano are going to, yes, she should resign. She's a witch. witch. That's what what Drano is. Drano is a shill. He is a Trump shill. This guy is a paid Trump mouthpiece. So don't ever expect Drano to say one bad thing against Trump. In fact, I invite you to go look on DC Drano's page. And can you find me? Can you find me any post that reflects negatively and mentions Donald Trump by name? Any actual criticism? I'd be very, I, I haven't looked it up. I'm blocked. I can't see his page. I never followed him to begin with because I know the guy's a freaking sellout shill, but still. 
Mm. Oh, the tears of the MAGA influencers. Love it. Love it. Oh, my gosh. Just saying. I'm just saying. Am I wrong on this, folks? I don't think so. I don't think so. Steve Bannon and John Solomon call for Ron McDaniel to resign. I eat my words then. I am color me shocked. And Kirk, of all people, is tweeting this. Um, if Matt Gates can vacate Kevin McCarthy, I think it's time for President Trump to vacate Ron McDaniel. Only he has the power to do it at this point. What? Are you kidding me? Only he. Oh, this is, this is what I love about DC Drano. This is how stupid you are, dude. This is how dumb you are. Okay? Let me see if I can pull it up on my Twitter account because I'm like, nope, I'm blocked. Um, yeah, go figure. I love this. Drano is the typical Republican voter, the typical Democrat voter that will sit there and say, hey, the government is screwing us on capitalism. You know what we should do? Favor the government more through socialism and allow them to control more. DC Drano is like, hey, Trump put this woman in position, but you know who could fix this? Trump. Trump put her in there, you moron. Trump, she is the reason, Trump is the reason we've got her. You, you gotta be kidding me with this take. This is like the dumbest take I've ever heard. Trump loyalism is destroying the GOP. It is weighing us down. Ronald McDaniel has to go as GOP chair, replace her with Scott Pressler, who agrees. You see, this is the thing, man. <laughs> this is the thing. I don't know, Scott. I respect the hell out of the work this guy does. But just because you work hard, does that qualify him to actually be? I don't know. I don't know. But I know Scott Pressler is also a big Trump guy. So, yeah. Dodd Jr. did more than Ronald McDaniel with, his, with this tweet and helped Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves get reelected. Um, yeah, of course Trump Jr. is going to do that. But, again, this was Trump's pick. We're going to have to see. Since Ronald McDaniel took over the GOP, look at how all these influencers are now attacking her. They didn't initially. They were like... You know, everybody was talking about her after 2020. She, was a, she was a slight blip on the radar. Yes, they were. There were, there were some, but not by these people. These Still, people yeah. were not discussing her. But a lot of I GOP like, voters are like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, I remember us talking yeah. about it. A lot of GOP voters are like, wait a minute. The head of this, this circus, if you will, needs to go. Like, we need to change. Of course, we are, this is not a good trajectory we're on. And now, after it's too late... All the grifter extraordinaires like, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe Rona McDaniel wasn't a good pick, but you know what can fix this? Daddy Trump. Trump can fix this. It's like, what do you expect to happen? I don't know. Who do you, who do you think should replace her? I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm sure. Um, I don't pay too much attention. McCarthy. I don't go. Mc, here's the thing. She's Ads, a we saw. That's the other thing. This is where you get into the, the weeds on the disgusting slime that is politics. McCarthy is the, one of the best fundraisers we have in the GOP. He's also a neocon. I don't like that. Matt Gates went after him. We've lost that fundraising capability because I think McCarthy will, will continue to do what he can to help the GOP. If I was him, I probably wouldn't. It's like, you kick me out, deuces, I'm gone. But I don't, agree but with, I don't agree with McCarthy's politics, but the dude can fundraise. A lot of issues that we have in the GOP right now are ads, ad spend, uh, basically funding the wrong races like we saw in 2022. Why the hell are we yeah, funding Mike. two Republican races in Alaska is beyond me. That's also a uh, McConnell issue. So it's kind of like, wait a minute. There, there's a lot of blame to go around on this whole burger of crap that we all got to take a bite out of. But it does need to start with uh, Ron McDaniel. But 
I do want to bring this up real quick. Let's let's talk about Cameron real quick. Um, Daniel Cameron, endorsed by Trump. Um, Daniel Cameron concedes after losing race to Democrat incumbent Kentucky governor. Now, again, incumbent usually has the high favorability, but Kentucky of all places, Kentucky of all places, bluegrass Kentucky. Um, Kentucky Republican Attorney General Daniel Cameron conceded after losing his race for governor to incumbent Democrat Governor Andy Bishar. But I don't think it was just Trump's endorsement on this one. Now, again, I am no fan of Trump, but this goes back to the idea of actually putting up candidates that have a snowball's chance in hell. Listen to this, though. Um, The controversy attorney general who had all eyes on him during the Breonna Taylor case asked the crowd to continue to pray for Governor Bashir uh, as he enters his second term. I want us all to think about what the next few. Okay. Anyway. Um, down goes uh, Daniel McCormick, AG. Down goes Cameron, the black Republican who didn't do a damn thing for Breonna Taylor, loses to Democrat, Andy Bashir, Governor Bashir, blah, blah, blah. A lot of this, a lot of this. Another, Hendrick said uh, Cameron's loss was due to his handling of Breonna Taylor's killing. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Social media users aren't the only ones who can believe Cameron sold out. Presidential candidate and former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, said that he failed candidate, made a huge mistake associating himself with Donald Trump and accepting his endorsement, which he proudly expressed in his campaign. Um, now they're calling it the kiss of death. They're saying if Trump comes to, I mean, here's the thing. And I've already seen this tweet and it's hilarious. If Trump really wants to destroy DeSantis, endorse him. <laughs> Just endorse him. <laughs> it's a technique. It's like, I'm going to put my weight behind Ron DeSantis and watch his polls just, you know, catastrophe. Just, just destroy. But the thing I love about this, though, if, if the polls are accurate, which apparently now they are. MAG has been saying the polls are, check the polls, check the polls. Trump polled horrifically against Hillary in 2016, but suddenly the polls weren't accurate. People just don't get it. Polling is not accurate. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Even if DeSantis was winning, I would tell you, polling is not accurate. Do not get complacent. Do not get comfortable. Go out and vote. That's all that matters. The votes are all that matters. But if Trump is polling so heavily and so much in the GOP, why are all of his picks losing? You couldn't even get Republicans to turn out to vote for Cameron. Voter turnout in Virginia was horrendous horrendous and here's the reason why and this is me speculating here this is me speculating i cannot tell you how many times i see republicans in my comments section saying what's the point in voting it's all rigged look if you want to throw in the towel that's on you i'm not i still have faith that we can win i don't believe the elections are rigged to the extent that some people have claimed But this idea of just giving in and quitting because, you know, what's the point? Well, then go vote with the left then. I disagree entirely. We've seen Arizona, Texas, Georgia, lockdown elections. What did Ron McDaniel do? Jack squat. Jack squat. But individual states are taking it upon themselves to secure their elections as it should be. As they should have been doing. As Trump should have been pushing people to do from 2016 up until 2020. Yet... What do we really get? Nope, we got lockdowns. There is an issue here. Now, do I think there is uh, a lot of nonsense going on? Of course I do. Of course I do. But if the whole thing's rigged, explain GOP wins. I'm curious on that one. So do the people pulling the strings say, hey, uh, Mississippi's going to win it, but uh, Virginia House is going to flip? Explain that to me. I'm curious on this. Now, we can, we can go down into the mail-in voter ballot thing and say, well, there's a lot of cheating going on there. Then why did Trump favor it? Why did he say we're not going to do ballot harvesting? 
I'm sorry. I cannot agree. This is not the pathway forward to actually win elections. If liberals, if liberals, and yes, I agree with Jess on the chat. She says, new vote system, no tech involved. I am in full agreement. I am in full, no more electronic voting. No more. It's brought us nothing but issues. And I remember you talking about in Pennsylvania, there were some voting machine issues, but that wasn't across the board though. That is in one section of Pennsylvania. But people are going to take that one spot, and like I said before, it's going to be like spreading butter over totes. They're going to say, well, everything is rigged because of what's going on in that issue. Now, Arizona was another reason during the uh, Carrie Lake thing. I don't like Carrie Lake. I don't think she should be running for Congress. But look, what we saw with the machines, that was some shady business. It was. I will concede to that fact. But that is no reason to just throw in the towel and say, I'm not going to vote anymore. That is not the reason to do that. I, I cannot agree with that. You know, I think the polls in 2016 were so far off is because mm-hmm. you had so many first-time voters mm-hmm. and they weren't accounted for. So here they thought, 2016, we got this thing locked up, but they didn't take into uh, I th- I don't think they took into account, number one, that how much the left hated Trump. That's not me justifying. That's not me agreeing with them. I think that the left rallied. You know, the representation... I'm like 2016, because we re- you referenced 2016 oh, yeah, yeah, polling, yeah, 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 where yeah. it showed oh, Trump yeah. way down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they didn't factor in those yeah. first-time voters. Well, right? yeah, that. And also, I hate to say this, because I, I was wrong. Hillary wasn't the best candidate. I thought the Dems really loved Hillary. Oh, no. Nobody I didn't know that. I, <laughs> I didn't realize that, of course, I was, still, I was actually filming American Grit when that whole thing was going on, so I didn't have time to actually really sit down and start studying this stuff. But I thought Hillary Clinton was really loved by the left. It's like, not so she's much. She's really unlikable. I, well, go figure. Look who she's married to and yeah. look what she looks like. The woman's a freaking devil reincarnate. Um, I really think she's the Antichrist. I don't think it's the Pope. I think it's her. Could be. I think it's her. She, I think Hillary's the she's Antichrist. She's at least a demon. <laughs> she's the demon. I'm going to turn the AC on real quick. Can you uh, promote Shellshock? You got it. So, guys, we have our Black Friday sale coming up uh, pretty, pretty soon. Uh, from the 22nd all the way through. Yeah, from the 22nd all the way through uh, Black Friday. Well, when is, uh, what's that date? The 20... End of the month, I believe. Yeah, the 30th. Ugh. End of the month, I believe it is. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. We got we're some doing great 20, deals. 25% off. We're doing uh, double reward points in some instances. Yeah. Uh, if you spend over 300 bucks, you, you'll get triple the points. Mm-hmm. And those points can be cashed in later on for free product. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Can't beat it with a brick stick. Let's keep going, folks. Um, what's the next one? Oh yeah, um, Ohioans pass issue one codify right to abortion in state constitution. Uh, Ohioans codified the supposed right to abortion in their state constitution Tuesday night, representing another state-level victory for pro-abortion activists pushing ballot measures following the overturning of Roe v. Wade last year. Polling locations in the Buckeye State closed at 7.30 p.m. ET. Dave Wasserman of the Cook Political Report called the election nearly an hour after polls closed, with 60% voting in favor of the amendment, called issue one, and 40% voting against it, with 27% of the votes counted. Um... As issue one changes the state constitution, it takes precedence over laws passed by state legislature. It is likely irreversible. 
uh, and can only be overturned by another ballot measure. Its passage also comes after an amendment that would have raised the threshold to pass amendments to the state constitution from 50% plus one to 60% failed in August special election. The amendment would have made it more difficult for the abortion amendment to pass. Pro-abortion groups pushing the amendment dumped significant sums into framing a yes vote on issue one as a vote for freedom and invoked conservative imagery, opposition to government overreach, and mentions of faith and family to convince Ohioans to support the killing of the unborn. Pro-abortion groups successfully employed a similar strategy in the 2022 midterms when abortion was on the ballot in the states like Kansas and Michigan. Again, Ronna McDaniels ad spend, all these things, all this money the GOP rakes in. My question is, what are you doing with it besides paying Trump's legal bills? I'm really curious on this one. It's like, what's going on here? But that's democracy in action, folks. I don't agree with this. I I sincerely don't agree with this. But again, it's no reason to give up the fight. Um... Uh, 2023, a three key takeaways on abortion, Trump, and Biden. This is an opinion. I wanted to read this one. I haven't actually read the full article yet, but I wanted to weigh in on this one. This is coming from Fox News. Um, All right. Another election, another bust for Republicans. It turns out that voters don't care about inflation, open borders, rampant crime, or censorship. They care about abortion. Look, let's be honest here. When abortion becomes the the primary focal point of what an election is going to revolve around, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's the most important thing. But when you basically put ad spend behind it and make it the most important thing, what else do you expect? Like, what else do you expect? I mean, that just makes sense to me. Um, let's go into the thing. Okay. Election Day 2023 featured key a few key races. It's significant labor. You know, I don't give a shit about this. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Um, Virginia candidate caught in sex scandal, narrowly trail. Okay. This is an old one. This is from what's her face that apparently just lost. And then, um, here we go. Um, Daniel Cameron covered that one. And then five takeaways from last night's elections as Democrats pull off big wins this is from Newsweek. So again, take it with a grain of salt. Democrats enjoyed major victories in Tuesday's elections that appeared to defy recent polling about president Joe Biden and could indicate more positive results for the party in 2024. Uh, yeah, the left right now has, they got a wave going on. They're going to continue to ride it. Uh, okay. Number one, Biden's polling doesn't matter. Yes, it does. You know what matters to Democrats? Absolutely. It matters. The only reason you're downplaying it is because, you know, I think Biden right now might be gaining a little bit of support, slight bit for how he's handling Israel. Is that enough to overturn what this economy has turned into? No, I disagree. I sincerely disagree. Um, to sit there and say that Biden's polling doesn't matter now. Uh, there's been significant discussion in recent days about New York Times Siena College poll that showed Trump leading the president in five of six key swing states, but neither that poll nor Biden's low approval numbers seem to have mattered on Tuesday. Look, to sit there and conflate Biden with voting for a lot of these gubernatorial runs and stuff like that, uh, you're off the mark on that one. I, I think you're very off the mark. They're looking at what that individual candidate stands for. The same with Cameron and the rest of them. It's not a matter of who you represent, who you simp for, who you're endorsed by. What are your individual views? I think that matters more than anybody else out there. I mean, that's just my opinion. That's that's how I see it. But then again, you know, sometimes I get things wrong, but I don't sit there. I think the reason they're trying to downplay that is because Biden's favorable rating is like dropped and it's been in the gutter for a very, very long time. So this could be their way of trying to say, like, hey, man, maybe the polls don't matter. It's like, mm, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So yeah, I don't hear anybody talking about it his accomplishments he has not yeah he has zero accomplishments none. i mean the border's wide open mm-hmm. yep the world is at war yep 
Inflation's up. Gas prices high. This guy's got. High. Yeah, he's got no accomplishments. Everybody's worse off with him as president. No, the Democrats. Yeah, as president. absolutely. Uh, Even powers. Democrats is like you're still gonna vote for this guy. Yeah, it's like it's. You don't. That's crazy. Are you just getting welfare checks, or how's <laughs> what's going on there? Our number is two one four eight one seven one six eight nine. Call in with your opinion. We're taking your calls. Uh, number two, Republicans suffering over abortion. Abortion was a key issue in many of the elections that took place on Tuesday, and the results suggest that their stance on abortion access is damaging Republicans' electoral chances. I disagree. I emphatically disagree. I think it goes deeper than that. I think it goes much deeper than that. Yeah, I'm take call. Standing by. Yellow. I just have a, a quick opinion on uh, what you're talking about as far as Democrats not supporting Joe Biden. Yeah. I think one thing that they're not taking into account there is the recent stuff with the Palestinian activists that are at the gates of the White House shaking the gates and stuff like that. That's, and yeah. Rashida Tlaib's uh, little advertisement she put out there to say, yeah. we won't forget. So despite the fact that, says that their article says that it may not take a hit, well, if these people are pissed off enough about his handling of Israel— yeah. then maybe they'll just sit on their hands at home, which is a net positive for Trump or DeSantis or whoever's the uh, Republican nominee. You see, what you just said there, though, what you just said there, they're going to sit on their hands, depending on who the nominee is. Do you think Democrats would sit on their hands if it was Trump up against Biden? Or do you think they're going to go out there and show out for Biden? I think it all depends. Because mm-hmm. uh, you do have some people who are kind of sitting on the fence. Yeah, I'll give course. you a case in point. Uh, my sister, she's an artist. She lives out in Seattle. So, of course, she Is has she a liberal leaning. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm screwing with you, brother. Go ahead. No, no, no. She, she wasn't replaced by Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> but, Fair enough. Uh, no, but but she but uh, she's looking at this stuff. She's not a, f- a fan of Trump. Right. Not at all. But she's just watching uh, what's going on with the economy and the government. And she and her husband are actually moving. They're going to move back, you know, to, to our home state because even she realizes, hey, this is crazy out there. Yeah. So and she tells me she knows a number of people who are in the exact same boat. They're like, uh, as soon as we can afford to get the hell out of here, we are because <clears throat> we get enough people doing that. Where, where are they looking at the responsibility? They're looking yeah. at the White House. Yeah. So as they should they're going to as they should be. Uh, well, they're either going to not go to the polls. Or they're going to pinch their nose and they're going to go to that poll and vote for Trump because things were at least better under him than what they are currently now. Oh, for sure. Well, so, I mean, do you think they'd be more likely to vote in favor of a Republican nominee if it was DeSantis versus Trump? Because the liberals hate Trump. That's never going to end. I think I think it's come to the point where they've like solidified themselves where it's like, if it's Trump or death, we're choosing death. I don't think I think they would be more likely to vote because, again, this is why DeSantis polls so well with independents and, and libertarians, stuff like that. I'm primarily independent. Excuse me. Uh, I, I think because they see this guy as more reasonable than Trump. And that's just me. That's making the, the assumption there. Yeah. Do you think she'd be more likely in favor if she had to vote in the pres- the general election? Do you think she'd more likely, and Biden was the runner on the left, sure, she clearly doesn't like Biden. Do you think she'd be more inclined to vote for Trump or DeSantis? I think uh, DeSantis is a bit more palatable to yeah. uh, the folks <laughs> that are kind of either center left or whatnot mm-hmm. for, for primary reasons that, okay, um, I spoke to her last night, as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, We actually had some discussion on some different things. And she was just wished that, you know, like her her biggest complaint right now with with the whole thing between Trump and DeSantis is 
why aren't you focusing on the issues? Why aren't you yeah. talking about what Joe Biden is doing? Yeah. Why are you talking about what boots that DeSantis is wearing? It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> I agree. And, it, and it, if nothing else, it drives them further away from him as a candidate because he's not talking to the things that, that are yeah. important to them, that yeah. are causing changes in their lives. Yep. I agree. And I think as long as this infighting continues and we stay in the weeds over cosmetic, you know, just stupid things and not policy, I think there's a reason that the Trump influencer network is doing that specifically because, again, and that's why this goes into the reason why Trump will never debate DeSantis, because if he does, he's going to get cremated on the COVID issue. This is why the DeSantis, or excuse me, the, the MAGA influencers, they're paid to run interference. They are paid to go out there and make the issues not about uh, policy, but instead about cosmetic nonsense. And that's the, that's the boots. That's the, uh, you know, Laura Loomer talking about Casey DeSantis faked her cancer for votes. Just the most disgusting, reprehensible tactics ever imaginable. And I'm sorry, when you go to that level in a general, or excuse me, a, a uh, primary runoff, I just say that you're a disgusting individual. I would never vote for you or your person. And Trump endorses this. Trump's accused Ron of being a pedophile. That myth was debunked. It's like, look, there are things that we can attack our political opponents on our sides about, and that's policy. That is policy. That's fair enough. But the attacks Trump has levied on DeSantis have been so far beyond the line of rationability. It's like, dude, you've lost me. It's like, I don't know what is wrong with you. I get that we do want to win, but the way you're going about it, it is not uniting people. Now, of course, this was Trump in 2015, 2016. He called Ted Cruz's wife ugly. I get that. That's a little different than accusing a governor, a sitting governor. By the way, who I just want to make this point. People talk about how Trump is the one, he's the reason why DeSantis is governor. Trump endorsed DeSantis for his first run, and I think he won by like two or three points, which is great. Trump didn't endorse DeSantis on a second run, and DeSantis won by like over 20 points. So explain to me that math right there, because I don't get it. If Trump's well, endorsement is the reason why DeSantis thing- has always won, DeSantis, he got the endorsement, which I'm not going to deny, probably helped DeSantis quite a lot. Fair enough. But what DeSantis did in his period as governor turned Florida bright red. Trump cannot take credit for that. He had nothing to do with it. That was DeSantis. So when Trump goes out there and says, he's so disloyal, disloyal, disanctimonious, meatball, blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, I'm sorry. You know, for example, let me just, let me just reference this. Cameron that, Cameron that lost. Um, let me, let me, this is what Trump pushed out on, on True Social. This is three days ago. He said, Cameron, Daniel Cameron of Kentucky has made a huge surge now that they see my strong endorsement and the fact that he's not really a McConnell guy. They only tried to label him that because he comes from the great state of Kentucky. Anyway, go, Daniel. Great future for you and your state. You will bring it to new levels of success, and I will help you. Now, what did Trump just tweet? On True Social, Daniel Cameron lost because he couldn't alleviate the stench of Mitch McConnell. I told him early, that's a big burden to overcome. McConnell and Romney are kryptonite for Republican candidates. And also remember, Trump endorsed from Romney. I moved him up 25 points, but the McConnell relationship was too much to bear. Tate Reeves, on the other hand, surged to a win for Governor of Mississippi after my involvement. Congratulations to Tate. Tate, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I want to punch I, Trump I have, in the face. I have a comment on, on one thing. Let me, let me finish and then you can comment real quick. Tate Reeves was the incumbent. Tate Reeves already had it in the bag. Now, the biggest issue, though, is that it came that close. That's a big if. That's a big if saying that wasn't Trump's endorsement. But the other thing he talked about, can't I moved him up 25 points for Cameron. Yes, Trump, you did. That would be no different than John Burke saying, hey, I'm going to run for governor. 
and nobody's heard of me. Then along comes this man with a massive following, a very loyal voter base, and says, hey, go vote for this guy. Of course you're going to surge. Of course you're going to bring people up. But it wasn't enough. You couldn't unite all GOP voters to get behind this guy. You couldn't do it because there's so many GOP voters that are against MAGA. And what did Cameron do? He goes out there and he leads with the, I'm endorsed by Donald Trump. That's why people are calling his endorsement the kiss of death. It's not enough. That's the problem. You're right. So the, you're, the, the, the difference between, I think, 2016, uh, 2020, and 2024 are going to be is, one, Trump was, Trump was a celebrity. Yeah. But Trump didn't have, you know, he wasn't president. He didn't have time to be in the office. The biggest criticism of him in 2016 was he's not presidential. Yeah. And we kept hearing about that. Yeah. I'm going to be so presidential. I'll be the most presidential <laughs> president ever. Which, you know, you know I think people like that, that though. They like that fresh but, voice, but, you know. But you, yes. And, and plus, uh, the factor was that everyone didn't like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah. fun to watch somebody to take that, that piece of trash and, you know, just absolutely insult her to her face or, and, and all that other kind of stuff. You'd be so in jail. People got a kick out of that. Yeah, but the the but it started to get old quick. It was like, okay, yeah. you're president now. Yeah, start acting like it. Yeah, comport yourself with some degree of decorum mm-hmm. and some degree of civility. So now that he's doing this, you know, it kind of got old with the 2020 election. Now we're going to 2024. He's doing the exact same thing to Ron DeSantis, and people are going, "Oh God, will you please just yeah. shut the fuck up about yeah. his boots?" And talk about the issues. And that's why he's losing steam. And that's why it's turning into that kiss of death that you spoke of. I I fully agree with that. I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you that Trump was like a breath of fresh air in 2015. He was saying the things to the left that we all want. He was basically giving the establishment on the left the bird and the establishment on the right the bird as well to boot. I can agree with you on that 100%. And you're right. When he got in there... He did maintain a, a means of foreign policy that we were all just kind of like, little rocket man has a button, mine's bigger and mine actually works. It was like, uh, <laughs> it did work, well, but I mean, it really didn't because now there's still the nuclear programs restarted. So I mean, it is, you know, well, but, but that, that wild card thing that he did there was the exact same thing that Ronald Reagan did. Yeah. And that's why people back then, you know, that, that's why the Ayatollah immediately released the hostages. Yeah. You know, that they kept over there on Iran because they weren't sure. Everyone's like, oh, Reagan's crazy. You don't know what he's going to do. And he played up on that. Yeah. Donald Trump did the same thing, but which was good for foreign policy. So I'm not knocking some of the stuff that he did while he's not. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So if he wants to win and he wants to be president, you know, act like it. You're in your 70s. Will you please grow the fuck up? (laughs) You know, it's It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Well, I think, you know, here's the deal. I've said this this multiple times. Had Trump not slapped at DeSantis, I think Trump would be the shoe-in, 100%. But I think um, being that Trump went after DeSantis so hard, it's like you're making him famous. You're you're bringing this guy attention. So Trump clearly doesn't know or understand, like, how this whole thing works to a degree. I think Trump has got it in his head that he surrounds himself with so many yes men and women that what he says goes and no one's going to combat it. And now he's seeing the GOP fractured because of what he did. Unfortunately, right now, the GOP should be united more than ever. Now, granted, I get it. It's a primary runoff. I understand that. But we can still be united to a degree. I have never seen it this bad. Now, granted, 2015, 2016, I have never seen it this bad before. 
Um, not saying it hasn't been bad this before prior. I mean, it certainly has. But to what I'm seeing now, it's just it's so off the wall, astronomically stupid. We're talking about nuclear grade levels of just morons out there talking about boots, <laughs> boots. We're talking about boots. And it's like, you really want to focus on boots. Let's talk about Teflon Don with his freaking spray tanner. He uses his face wash. But why am I not going to address this? It's stupid. This has no bearing on policy. No bearing. That's why when, you know, DeSantis goes on the Patrick Pat David podcast and that douchebag brings up the boots. Like, are you serious? You want to be taken as a serious podcaster, which I guess he is. I don't listen to his crap. I was like, you're talking about boots, bro. Really? Really? Like, I have, I have tweeted out. If you're watching this on Twitter or whatever, would you tweet out? I've already filled out the thing on the DeSantis website. I would love to interview the Florida governor. I'm not going to ask you stupid questions about boots. I'm going to ask you about veteran issues because that's clear. That's one of my biggest things out there. I want to ask you about veteran issues. I want to ask you about policy. I want to ask you, like, what are you going to do to reverse the economy? Give me the plan forward here. But, again, can you imagine having a presidential candidate on your show and you have the balls to ask this guy about boots? You know, if Trump came on the show and he does an interview, what would you like to talk about, Burke? I'd be like, Trump, I want to talk about the lockdowns. I don't want to talk about your face paint. I want Where to talk about you your hair. Your tanner. Where do you get your tanner, sir? Anyway, man, appreciate your call, yeah, dude. Thanks I, for I calling talk, in. I want to talk about the, uh, yeah, just tell me you want to talk about the uh, Pfizer vaccines and stuff like that and just watch them <laughs> shut up real quick. Uh, no, but, it, uh, it wasn't my fault. Nobody, nobody knew what we were doing. I was just going by what I was told. It was Fauci's fault. I'm not to blame, even though I gave him a presidential award after the fact, and I highly accommodate him. And, and it was up to the actual governors to, to lock down their states. It wasn't me, but actually John Burke's got the tweet where I literally said it is up to me and not to them. We'll work together. It's it's totally, you know, it's just totally busy. That's what he does. That's what he does. He literally throws Daniel Cameron under the bus. Under the bus. Go look at my Twitter. It's posted there. This is from Trump. You sit there and you demand loyalty, and what do you do? You frame the the outcome in any way possible to shirk any responsibility or any wrongdoing. That's not the mark of a good leader. That's the mark of a horrible leader. Do I need to read it for you again? Listen, folks, listen. Wow. Daniel Cameron of Kentucky has made a huge surge. Now that they see my strong endorsement and that he, the fact that he's not really a McConnell guy, Trump admits it. He's not a McConnell guy. Now let me read the next one. Daniel Cameron lost because he couldn't alleviate the stench of Mitch McConnell. I told him early that's a big burden to overcome. Bro. (laughs) Bro. Are you serious with this? You're telling me this guy is who we want to take us into 2020? Come on. Come on. All right. Last, most certainly not least. You know recruitment is down. It's the lowest recruitment we've ever seen in 50 years, pending the draft back in 73. You know, I know it's serious. They're putting white guys in the commercials again. I saw that. You saw that? Oh, it's... Man, you got... Folks, you got to love this. You got to love this. When things are going bad, who do they go back to? Whitey. Get Whitey back and get the crackers in here. They got Get the crackers in here. These guys, why? Why? And nobody answers me that. We're the majority of the population. But then you sit there and it's like, what about your forced diversity? 
Where's Where's General Miley with the I want to understand white rage? Yeah, you sit here and say white supremacy is the yeah. biggest problem this nation is facing. You're hunting down Republicans within the ranks. You have a 60 day stand down by black supremacist Lloyd Austin, who's a piece of trash, and you have the audacity to come begging back to white families and saying, "Hey, will you crackers come bail us out? Because we ain't meeting recruitment numbers." Hard pass on me, bro. Hard pass on me. Sorry. For the last, I don't know, four, six years, you have demonized us. You have accused us of being racist, white rage, insurrectionist, yada, yada, yada. Should I go on? And then you have the audacity to come begging. Come begging. Hey, whitey, come fight. No, absolutely not. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You dug your hole. You, you bought into, you invested in the diversity. Now, look, I'm not against diversity, but forced diversity is racism at its core. Equal opportunity is racist at its core. It's no longer needed. It needs to go away. Oh, all my veterans in the chat. Uh, how many times did you see an equal opportunity representative that wasn't black? If equal opportunity is equal opportunity across the board and your position basically means you want to enforce equal opportunity, in other words of, you know, denying racism, fighting, combating racism, are you saying only black people can do that? Ooh, John Burke asking them tough questions. Army, where are you at? Come on, Army. Where are you at? Yeah, you're nowhere. You know, you know where to be found. You got to love it. Again, I love it, man. It's trending all over Twitter. When the army starts reverting back to white advertisement, you know shit's getting serious. <laughs> you know it's getting you know, serious. Kick people out for not getting a vaccine. Yeah, a jab, yeah. And you have the audacity to say, hey, come back. The yeah. army has this acronym called leadership. It's loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. And they drill this into you from basic training through your entire career. Live the army values. The army <laughs> They have it tattooed on your ass if you don't know that. Not really. But still. Then the army has the audacity to remove people that didn't get the jab. And then where's your loyalty? Miley, where's the loyalty? Sackdef Austin, where's the loyalty? You were a general. You were up there. Where's the loyalty? Oh, that's right. There is none. You demand it, but you show none in return. I wouldn't come fight for you if you gave me a million dollar bonus. Because all you can have me doing is referring to the trans wackos by their proper pronouns, attending sensitivity training, and doing everything under the sun except training to fight and kill bad guys. That's it, in a nutshell, quite honestly. So, <laughs> be all the Caucasians you can be from Hobo Chili in the chat. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's, it's freaking true. But eh, there we go. Well, all right, folks, that does it for today's episode of the All-American Savage Show podcast. Do me a favor. Make sure you hit that like and follow button over on Rumble. We appreciate your love and support. Thank you guys for being here. Go check out shellshockcbd.com. And listen, by the way, you can download this podcast wherever podcasts are downloaded. iTunes, Spotify, we're there. All American Savage Show or type in John Burke. We're there every day, 12 p.m. CST right here on Rumble. If I'm not going to be here, I'll announce it on Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, which is now X. It's a stupid thing he did. He should never change that. But anyway, uh, check us out there. We appreciate your love and support. Tonight... Tonight, 8 p.m., I think, Eastern time, which would be 7 p.m. CST, I believe. Yep. Debates. I'll be streaming the debates from the house, taking your comments, your questions. I'll be live tweeting it. 
I'll be in uh, Reese's space over on Twitter. If you know who Reese is, she's a wonderful human being, a military veteran. She's going to be hosting a space as well. She invited me to come in and weigh in over there. Greatly appreciate that. So uh, if you want to stay up to date date with what's going on, go follow me on Twitter at JohnBurke39. I greatly appreciate that. All the love and support there. You got anything to add, my man? You guys have a great day. And as always, Dan Bongino, I don't hate you. Let's just be friends.